Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for this mighty opportunity to stand before you to hear your word. We bless your name. We say may all glory and adoration be ascribed unto your mighty name in the name of Jesus Christ. It's always an honor and a privilege. And we know that once again you will bless us with your counsel. I ask that you make my lips the pen of a ready writer. Let your counsel be communicated in all clarity, with all potency, causing the effect and bringing the impact that you intended through your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let's see the book of James chapter 5. James chapter 5. James chapter 5 verse 17. Verse 17, Elijah was a man of, a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed. You see, the context of the scripture is already defined by these few statements that started it. The Bible said that Elijah is a man of like passions. And he prayed. So there is a contrast and a comparison. So they, they it seems as if they brought a standard to measure people. And that standard, instead of being a team, that standard was a person. And they said, Elijah, first of all, is a man subject to like passions. Meaning that if you feel sleepy sometimes, Elijah feels sleep. If you feel hungry, he feels hungry. If you feel tired, he feels tired. If you don't want to pray for the next three years, Elijah feels that way too. If sometimes the cloud of depression comes upon you because you feel as if your prayer is not generating as much impact and result as you feel it should, Elijah was there. Was it not Elijah that Jezebel came and said, if I don't do to you and more, ah, in the next 24 hours, what you did to this prophet, then I'm not, Elijah took off. And when he took off, we found Elijah some moments later under the juniper tree. And from my study of the scripture, the juniper tree is not a good place. The juniper tree, another word for juniper tree is depression. From Elijah to Jonah. To all the guys that sat under the juniper tree, they were under depression. They felt that their prophetic mantle is fake. That what they had cannot change anything. Seem as if God is lying. God sent you to this place, sent you to do ministry. Only for you to go there, nothing is working. Say, ah, why am I here now? You, in the case of Jonah, I say, why did you call me? Just leave me where I am. Let me face what I'm doing. You now sent me only for me to tell them and what I said did not happen. Are you making me a false prophet? You should have allowed me to be where I am. Or you send another person. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. So if you have been, ever been there, Elijah was there. So he said, Elijah is a man subject to like passions. But something happened. He rose above mortality. He rose above his humanity. And he prayed. Because there is something prayer does. Prayer can do what God can do. And that is very important. It is more important than anything. 
If prayer can do what God can do, it means that through prayer, we can move the hand of the man that moves things. It is God himself that makes things to move. And because of it, when we pray, the hand of God moves. He moves lives, moves territories, shifts places. Elijah. So, the scripture needed to describe Elijah to us, not because, not because Elijah is, no. He wants to paint a picture of a man that is riddled with infirmities, weak, tired. Yet he prayed. After me, he prayed. You see, it means that prayer is for everybody. You see, there is no special, there is no, there is no special people that prayer is meant for. The weaker you are, the more qualified you are to pray. The weaker you are. Huh? My sister, what's your name? Huh? Huh? Esther. The weaker you are, even if you are a woman, the more qualified you are to pray. According to the Bible in the book of Luke chapter 18 verse 1, he said, for men, except you are not a man, for what? Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Except you are not part, except you are not a man, but every man ought always. For any reason why you are doing any other thing without prayer, you are not maximizing the potentials and possibilities that is given to humanity. Why? Intentionally, by creation, you are fashioned with infirmities, weaknesses. You are designed to be dependent. In prayer, you lay hold on the things that can cover up for your insufficiencies. So, a man that doesn't pray will be, will be challenged up and down. Many things you know should be done and things we expect to be this way. It will never become that way. Except somebody rises up in prayer and through prayer, he begins to correct that. He begins to meet up with the measure that is lacking. If you are with me say, so far, say amen. The Bible said, Elijah is a man of like passions. And he what? Prayed. If the scripture stopped that place where he said Elijah is a man of like passions, we are in trouble. But he said he prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. And he prayed earnestly. He, he didn't just pray. Because I see some people, they say uh, that prayer, prayer is any, any way you want to pray, you can be doing that's good but you don't want if you want things to change <laughs> you know part of the reason why people pray the way they want to pray is because they have not yet been troubled if you are troubled and there are things at stake you don't pray the way you want to pray you pray the way the Holy Ghost wants you to pray and many times if there are heavy matters to be dealt with he has to drive you to groanings and travail the Holy Spirit Oh no, he will drive you there. The greatest prayer session we ever had on this earth was the one that happened at Gethsemane. And at Gethsemane, Jesus shifted realm. He began to groan. And the scripture made us to understand that the sweat that was coming from him was like droplets of blood. Oh, how did somebody pray and the scripture likened your sweat to blood? And it means that literally it is. If we check it, through medical people can help us to correlate the implication of somebody sweating at that measure. 
I don't want to talk about myself, but we have seen it in a way. And we know that somebody can be held up by the spirit. It seems as if a power hundred times greater than you is trying to force itself out. Has it not happened to you? Sometimes you drop the mic because it's, it's not mic. You are about to explode. Has it not happened to you? That one is not human. The Holy Spirit is just testing the mic with you. He's testing the mic. He is the one that prays and you offer him a body. He says, Spirit, pray through me. 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 I yield. Pray. I yield. Pray. I cannot. Pray. Pray. That's how Elijah rose beyond his humanity. The scripture told you first of all that he's subject to your weakness like passions. The tendencies of humanity, the, the, the weaknesses of foundations, all those kind of things and excuses. It was the same with Elijah. But Elijah found a way and that's where he found is the way of prayer. Say after me, the way of prayer. The way of prayer can change things. It can confer superiority to the man that life and natural things has given you off to, to the weak things. They have sold you away. There is no disadvantage. There is no advantage. Suddenly, through prayer, the man begins to rise. Rise. Like a prince. He begins to have power. Look at where I'm going. And, and when Elijah prayed, now he prayed earnestly. The scripture is also saying, I think it's in the, okay, I think in the book of, the same book of James, he said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man. <laughs> now when you look at the scripture, it said, number one, the effectual. Number two, what? Fervent. Okay, is the next verse. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that he may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man is the one that avails much, that makes power available, that makes things to change. It has to be what? Effectual, fervent prayer then of a righteous man. Don't remove any of them. It makes tremendous power available. When Jesus came to that prayer meeting, he knew that if he doesn't, if he doesn't break through in that prayer, the, the, the destiny of humanity is at stake. The destiny of humanity depends on people that can break through in prayer. It depends on them. Everything happens after men have prayed. So we must pray first. See, when we say pray first, we are saying that there are many things that needed to be done. But before we do them, what do we do? We pray first. Pray. When you now break through in the spirit, it becomes natural for you to, to, to supersede, superimpose, dominate your sphere. If not, in our nations, we can call for new elections. We can be gingery. We can be saying, uh, win. we'll be doing campaigns. Satan will be smiling. Why? He knows that in, in the territorial energy balance in the spirit, he still has upper hand priesthood and incense has no reason enough to counter the impact of the negative energy that Satan has reduced the territory with. So when men begin to pray if it's in the context of politics, then God will through their energy 
precipitate his David wherever he is. Brothers and sisters, David is in the wilderness. It takes priesthood to call him out. It's not political run. It's not campaign. It is priesthood that calls David out. Hmm? It was Samuel that took oil. He representative of priesthood. And he went to the house of Jesse. He said, find me your sons. And all of them were coming one after another. And he looked at the tall one. He said, behold, the Lord's anointed. God said, I have rejected this one. Until a young man came out. Came out. When the young man came out, he said, this is him. Anoint him. When, and let me tell you something. Once that oil falls on you, you become another man. He has to be dragged for where he is. He was not counted among the number. Priesthood. How do you find such a person? How do you find such a person? He was not even here. He was, they brought people out. He was not even here. So, you, you can't put him. Huh? If, if, if they do, if he's, for example, if he's in Nigeria, if they do, if they do primary election, part, the party will not even bring him out. So, God might need to find another way to smuggle him from the back door. Huh? He's only priesthood that can bring those people out. Party will not. There are tall people in those. There are very, very tall people in those parties. Giants. Eliab is there. Heavy men. Oh. So, priesthood brings him out. Look at this scripture. Show me verse 17, 18. 18. Okay, okay, go back to 17. Go back to 17. And it rained not on earth by the space of what? Three years and what? Six months. Just because a man prayed. What have you been able to do by your prayer? A man prayed. God locked. It didn't rain anywhere. It didn't rain in US. It didn't rain in South Africa. It didn't rain in Nigeria. There was no rain anywhere just because Elijah prayed. Elijah. Elijah. So, the scripture is obviously showing us from here a representation of a man that is not a man, but a system in the spirit. And the scripture is trying to typify the man, Elijah, as a system of prayer that humans can rise beyond their weaknesses and enter into the power of prayer and cause for impossibilities to become possible within their sphere. So Elijah typified and represented that. So the scripture trying to refer us to the power that we can gain with God and the universe and men brought us in, in connection, in relationship with Elijah as a man that prayed. Meaning that Elijah represented the system of prayer. So when a man prays much in the spirit, he encounters Elijah. This one is not the human being Elijah, but the witness Elijah in the spirit. He is a witness of prayer. He is a witness of revival in the spirit. I want to show you something. Because this scripture has its source code in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. I have well, probably 10 more minutes and then we'll round up. 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. 
And Elijah the Tichbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I what? Stand. So, for Ahab, he thought that he is standing with, he is standing with Elijah on that mountain. Elijah said, I'm standing before God. <laughs> you don't know what prayer can do to you. Prayer can carry you like this and take you and you will sit with your, with Asian people that is in the family. Let me tell you. If God wants to reorganize things in your foundation and in your family, or even in the foundation of a nation, the foundation of a con continent, a tribe, a, a people, what God does is that by your prayer, he will transport you. And you will see yourself sit with people. And you will know by the spirit of revelation that you are sitting with the elders that caught covenant, that caused for the things that is happening. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hmm. When you are carried there, for example, if it's somewhere like United States of America, you will now see the important presidents of that nation. It's not every president of that nation that is important. There are important presidents of that nation that we are participants of spiritual charters in the spirit. And there are other people that are not presidents, but they installed presidents. So as far as the spiritual history of that nation is concerned, they are kingmakers. They are kingmakers. When you pray into the soul of a nation, you will be brought face to face with the priesthood, the, the human representation of princes and priesthood that caused for the state of a family, that caused for the state of a territory, that caused for the state of a church, of a nation, of a continent. It is there that you will see the manner of covenant that was caught, the way it was caught, and the way you can change it. When you come out from that place, you come to the physical, you start having impact. It is from there now that you now say, let's do this one, let's do this one, let's do this one. You will now come out and say, let's call for prayer. Because they have given you wisdom from that encounter. Huh? <laughs> there are people you need to meet in your lineage, and they know. They know. You can't just ignore them. When Jesus wanted to summarize the law and prophets, he didn't come and say, I am Jesus, I am Jesus, everything is over. No, you have to meet Elijah and Moses. Elijah and Moses appeared on that mountain. Is it not true? They have to round up and hand over to him. Without that encounter, eh, Jesus will not be satisfied in the spirit as the only system of God's utterance and speaking. It has to take that. Everybody that spoke before summarized under him. Elijah summarized. Moses summarized. Is it not true? It is because he traveled. He traveled. He traveled backwards and brought Elijah and Moses into his present encounter. And from there he said, hand over the papers to me. We need to change some things. That is written about people's lives. We need to change some things written about families. We need to change some things written about some churches, some territories, some nations. We need to change it. And that's why you need to pray like Elijah. Because the reason why Elijah was presented to us is that 
Elijah knows how to pray into the soul of a nation. Some people pray for job, pray for car. Elijah prays into territories. It takes brutal prayers to burrow into the depth of a nation, of a territory. Hi! You will sweat blood. And the reason why it's important for you to pray like that, even in your family context, is that nobody in the generations to come can advance without reckoning to your sacrifice. It is in vain that people come and say, eh, eh, no, your sacrifice is a voice in the spirit. And for many times, it can grant you a throne to sit upon. And no matter where the person is going, even if he has a different assignment, he must encounter your gate, encounter your throne, encounter your priesthood. Those men are gates. Somebody like, somebody like John the Baptist. The reason why I'm showing you this thing is that it is tabulated in the scripture, but you need to pay attention to see it. And that is part of the, the things I want to show you. When John the Baptist appeared, Jesus said, if you will believe it, that John the Baptist is the Elijah we speak about. It means that as big as and mighty as the Son of God is, he cannot appear on earth without the system of prayer. And that is what John the Baptist typified. He made way. I thought Jesus is the Son of God. He should just appear and continue doing what he's doing. No. When he appeared, he submitted to the ministry of John. And when he submitted, he, John was said, you are bigger than me. He said, no. Suffer it to be so for now. Every man must pass through the gate of prayer. Every man. It doesn't matter how great you will become. It doesn't matter where you are going. It doesn't matter whether you will hold the mic, be a preacher or not. You will pass through the gate of prayer and intercession. Priesthood must touch you. It is priesthood that will lift you. It is priesthood that will establish you. Okay, let's continue reading. As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years. But according to my word, now listen, if you did not read the book of James, you will think that Elijah just came and made a statement. According to the book of James, he prayed. He prayed for long and God now told him, I have answered your prayer. So he now came out. And in two seconds, he made a decree and things happened. Anybody that saw him make that decree and something happened, we think the decree came in two seconds. So you now wear your suit. Come out like a man of God. And say, if I be a man of God, let this happen. And Satan will rubbish you. I'm not interested in those bogus, proud words that you speak. The God that you don't know in secret, you are calling him to come out in the open. You don't have... You don't have power with God. You don't have power with the land and territory. You come out in the open and say, no. God is not under pressure to do anything. So if you don't know him well, if you have not prayed well, if you come in the secret, even if you say, Lord, defend your name so that the Egyptians, so that the Gentiles will not, so that the church will not go into, no. If you read the Bible, God intentionally allows the children of Israel to go into exile. Because they refuse to pay attention to what he's saying. Eh? Until another man, right? He will allow them 70 years and bring. It doesn't take him anything to allow you to go into exile and bring you out. You can't put him under pressure. No. You can't. 
you can't. Look, look at this scripture. There shall not be due nor rain these years, but according to whose word? God's word. According to whose word? It's Elijah. Next verse. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Next verse. Get thee hence and turn thee eastward. Say after me, eastward. And hide. Hide thyself by the brook Sherit. That is before, before Jordan. Nah, 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 nah. Listen. The scripture telling us in the book of James chapter 5 from verse 16 to 18 said that, first of all, that um, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, meaning that effectiveness, effectiveness, effectiveness is not, first of all, a product of engaging. There is a prior um, investment in knowledge that allows a man to be effective. And the knowledge that grants you effectiveness in priesthood is the knowledge of the will of God. The reason is because there is no expending of faith that is outside of the will of God. Faith is faith because it is a declaration of the will of God. You are telling God that this is your will. Let it happen. Is it not true? Now, if it is not the will of God, um, it is not you cannot force God to do what is not captured within his will. Now, the reason why I'm showing you this is that there is an understanding that Elijah had. Because according to the scripture in the book of Hosea, he said that a priest must be somebody that houses knowledge. You must be conversant in the laws of God. If you go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, show me Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let's see verse 15. Let's see verse 15. Look at it here. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee, and overtake thee. Next verse. Cursed shall thou be in the city. And cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body. And the fruit of thy land. The increase of thy kind. And the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall be when thou comest in. And cursed shall be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing vexation and rebuke in all that thou settest thy hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me. Now watch. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have Consume thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with blasting, and with mead. Oh my God, easy. And they shall pursue thee until thou perish. 
Now watch verse 23. That's where I'm going. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be what? Brass. And the earth that is under thee shall be what? Iron. Next verse. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. Now, studying the excerpt, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 is an excerpt of the blessings of obedience and the curses of disobedience. And he said, anytime you forsake God and pursue other gods, pursue other things, that there is a curse that is attached to it. So what happened is that Elijah rose up one day and noticed that the children of Israel has left God and followed Baal. Are you with me? They have followed the gods of other nations. And he went and traced from the scripture, how do I bring these people back? He now, by his study of the laws, he found out that the word of God said that anytime these people forsake God and follow other gods, let their heaven be brass. Are you getting the point? No, 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 no. That's not enough. Because just because God said it, it was not happening. Are you with me? Now, it is the duty of priesthood to enforce what God said. So there can be prophecies hanging over nations and a man of God, a prophet can come and say, Thus said the Lord, this is what God wants to do. This is what God... And if there is no priesthood, that will never manifest. Priesthood takes it from the point whence God said it and brings it to the point where it manifests. The distance between the things in the realm of the spirit and its manifestation in the natural is priesthood. Priesthood. So when Elijah came, when he saw what the word of God said over the nation of Israel, that their heavens shall be brass, no rain. So he went and prayed and prayed and said, God, your opinion concerning this matter, has it changed? God said, no. He said, can you give me the power to shut the heavens? He kept praying. According to the book of James, he prayed earnestly. So God answered him. He now came out from that prayer. <clears throat> Remember, he was not just praying in limbo. His prayer had a context. There is a revealed will of God concerning people that behave in such manner. So when he saw the will of God concerning it, he went to prayer and priesthood. And through priesthood, he was able to obtain a verdict. Huh? But obtaining verdict is not enough. After he obtained verdict by priesthood, that's when he went to speak to Ahab. Because that is enforcement. You cannot enforce if you have not obtained verdict. You see? So when he went to enforce, he said, Before the Lord God whom I stand, there shall neither be rain nor dew. He took prayer, prayer, prayer. Without that prayer, nothing will happen. And by the time Elijah shut the heavens for three and a half years, by the time he came back after three and a half years, the whole people were willing to listen to him. Huh? He stood, and the scripture told us in the book of um, the same first king, chapter 18, I think from verse 40 or thereabout, he said, Elijah put his head between his knees and prayed again. When he prayed, he asked his servant, seven times he prayed, he said, Go and check. Okay, look at it. So Ahab went up, first Kings 18 42. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees 
and said to his servant, Go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot. Get thee down, that the rains stop thee not. Next verse. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the gate of Jezreel. Huh? You see, the same Elijah returned and prayed, and the heavens was open, and rain began to fall. This is a man that understands what God said, and the power of prayer to cause it to change. By the time he came to Carmel, he slaughtered the prophets of Baal, caused a national revival. Elijah alone, by his prayer, caused a national revival. Everyone turned back to God. Elijah is a system. Elijah. Elijah. I want to show you one more scripture as we round up. It was Jesus that was telling us that Elijah is not a human being. No. Elijah is a system in God that represents the prayer mantle that causes for impossible things to change. It makes weak, ordinary men to rise from their arches and cause things to change even in the universe, even, even in the heavens. They are respected. Huh? So, no matter how weak down, disadvantaged a person, a people are, it is nothing compared to the power that can come through prayer. So anytime God wants to cause a change in a season, in a generation, in a dispensation, do something that is literally impossible, what it does is to come by Elijah again. Now, you will never see God invade a generation, a revival come, a new state of righteous dominion installed from land to land and territory to territory until Elijah first comes. Let me show you from the scripture. Maybe, let me show you. Anytime you see the prayer mantle released and people begin to pray, groan, travail, don't ask question. God is about to come again. You don't need a prophet to tell you. You don't need extra visions, prophets, anything. Anytime God wants to come, he releases a massive move of prayer. Men begin to cry and pray everywhere. Sometimes they don't have prayer points, yet they are praying. Because there is a project in the heart of God. The territory needs to respond. The soul of the land needs to align with the breath, with the groanings, with the energy of our dispensers. Our inner man binds in priesthood with the land. And as we begin to pray, the land will experience ventilation. Then God is about to come. He's about to come. Oh my God. Matthew chapter 17 verse <laughs> verse 10. And his disciples asked him saying, Why then say the scribes that Elijah must first come? Say after me. One thing is certain. There is a correct statement here. And that is what? Elijah must first come. I didn't hear you. What did I say? Elijah must. In other words, prayer must first come. In other words, you must pray first. Let's come again. 
Elijah must first come. Huh? That means prayer. Prayer is the precursor of every move of God. In fact, prayer is the move of God because once prayer is moving, God stays on top of prayer and begins to move. Once incense drops down, activities stop. Before the court in heaven, before the altar in heaven, a priest does not appear before God and start asking for any, without incense. No, you fill everywhere with incense. Once the incense is dissipated, once there is no more incense available within that tabernacle, the priest will remove himself because activities around that throne, the courts, and the temple is dependent on the availability of incense and prayer. According to the scripture in the book of Luke chapter 2, representing the interaction between Gabriel and Zechariah, the scripture said that the angel Gabriel met Zechariah when he came to offer incense. And the scripture said that at the time of incense was the time of prayer. So in the New Testament and New Covenant, prayer represents the physical offering of incense. It means that there is a spiritual exchange. The real meaning of incense offered at the time of prayer is that prayer is the offering of incense. So the activities of angels was activated. Without the bringing of that incense, there are certain angelic activities that can cause for territorial national change that will never be activated. Those angels are there waiting. They are ready to act. They are waiting for incense. When there is a full measure of incense, their ministry will be activated. Are you getting the point? So, in the book of Matthew chapter 17, they ask a question and say, why then say ye the scribes that Elijah must first come? That one is, is correct. That what? Elijah must first come. Elijah must first come. Men must pray first. Men must pray first. Men must pray first. Men must pray first. Elijah. Elijah must first come. Elijah. Verse 11. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall what? First come. <laughs> For the first time since I started reading, if you have read the New Testament where well, you will find that Jesus and the scribes and Pharisees, they never agree. They don't see eye to eye at all. They don't agree on anything. For the first time, they agreed on the matter of prayer. <laughs> Witches have not dealt with you well. If they deal with you, you drop your doctrine and pray. Yes. When Satan takes over your nation, takes over Nigeria, takes over US or what the UK, whatever, you, we need to forget our doctrine and pray. Are you getting the point? Satan, Satan has not dealt with you. Hmm? You have when you things happen enough, and you are you have ex exhausted all your options, then all of us we agree together. Say, I'm, I'm a white man. You are from Nigeria. We, you are like this. I'm like this. You are male. I'm female. You are from this tribe. I'm from this tribe. But, my brother, what is happening to us? 
we have to agree that prayer is the only solution now. For the first time, the scribes and Jesus agreed that what? Prayer must confess. <laughs> Elijah truly shall what? First come and restore all things. Let me see if we can add one more verse. But I say unto you that what? Elijah is already here. If you want to take my prophecy, take it. If you don't want, leave it. And they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise, shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Now, this is not my point. My point here is that prayer is the precursor of every move. And according to the scripture, that Elijah represents the mantle of prayer that have the capacity to make, to make the move of God to subsist in a generation. Uh, if Jesus will come and hold our city strong and compel it to bow, break his hold from the power of darkness, then Elijah, Elijah, prayer must come. Prayer, prayer, prayer must come. Not pray today, tomorrow you are weak. No, prayer as a mantle. Prayer, prayer. All the time you are praying. It seems as if you can't stop. You are sitting in. It's a mantle. You are not just praying. People pray because you are praying. You are carrying it. What you have, you can dispense to people. When people look at your picture, they pray. When they see you, so, you, you are a man of God. Once they remember that they, are, they pray. Prayer everywhere. Then God will begin to walk through our streets. Walk through our campuses. Walk through our nations. Because prayer is there. The scripture is trying to say, Jesus, don't expect Jesus to move when you have not prayed. Nations must pray. The nations, the nations must pray. Vapai de Copara, Ambreta Pacapedia, Japataka, Padanteca, Afia Patinia, and Cobai, and Cobai, and Coba, Papa, Papara, Papara, Paparas. Nations must pray. Catiante, a Padata Cantia, Sapataka Pambo, a Pedacam. Nation to nation, nation to nation, city to city, man praying everywhere. Pana Campia, Asampata Capina, Papraca Papola, Asetoria, Asetoria Capa, and Papora, a Papa Papalia, and Papora, I depet a Campel, Sapate Pangaba, a Tetetetain, a Papa. Oh, 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 oh. 